2: All I ever wanted was a little love, I want true romance,
1: it's true.
3: Hello and welcome to True Romance, this is Carolina Barlow. And this is Devin Leary. Speaking of True Romance, uh, Happy Halloween, happy Travis. Hallows. Travis, Courtney, aka Courtney and Travis, aka Kravis, aka two 40-year-olds who are cosplaying as 18-year-olds. They went as the true romance couple for Halloween. They did. And the thing that is weird is
4: that Travis was supposed to be Carolina, yet he didn't do the simplest thing of buying a curly-headed wig. Like that's so easy to me. Just pick up a wig at your local five and dime. And he couldn't do it. Meanwhile, Courtney's supposed to be me, yet she doesn't do anything that I do. She doesn't. She didn't get. she She didn't get into white face. She didn't get into pale face. She didn't get any kind of ginger hair going on. So, listen, if you're gonna do Halloween, do it. If you're not,
3: you don't need to post. That would be such a cute couple's costume if someone went as us. They would put on like a t-shirt and boys underwear and walk around like I do. Maybe a pair of glasses. For you, they could do like a juicy couture sweatsuit. Yeah, or just like
4: pajamas, which is what I wear most days. It's funny because I feel like real celebrities obviously like don't really have the time or the interest in reposting people who dress like them. But Bravo Lebrities, it's like their stories are on fire the day after Halloween because they will repost every single person who dressed as them. (laughs) Because like there's maybe five to seven people out there who dressed like a summer house or winter house (laughs) cast member. And they're like, oh, my God, thank you. Like repost, repost. We're so honored. Like who thought that? Like who thought people would get that costume? As someone who, is, these people are beloved to me, but I just don't think, like, people would immediately get it if I went as, like, Alex from season one, Real Housewives <laughs> of New York, and my boyfriend went as Simon. I just don't know that people would get it. Even if he wore the red leather pants, I don't know that people would get it.
3: Yeah, I honestly wouldn't go as a Bravo celebrity. Listen, though, this year, so many people did deep cuts. They did. Like, I really was, it was like, I am the person um, in the background of uh, the dinner party in this episode of uh, Real Housewives in New York season four. Like, it just felt very hot, meta, like too intellectual for my taste. Did you, what were your, what was your top ranking of celeb
4: costumes that you did see?
3: Okay, I have a bad one. I have a real stinker. And I think she also also did a good one and she also did a bad one. Kendall Jenner, listen, when you have a million dollars, you usually should have a good costume. You just hire basically like a production team to put you in something really cool. So Kendall went as the corpse bride from a Tim Burton movie. Played out. Played out. It's been played out. You mean corpse bride? Yeah. By the way, her costume for corpse bride is herself in a veil and underwear. That's it. I was like, that isn't a costume, babe. You're you're a bride. You're a bride on her wedding night, and you're in your underwear. That's the slutty costume. bride. Okay, i are a never... slutty bride. Which listen, I will take it. It reminds me of that line from Mean Girls when she's like, "I'm a mouse, duh. duh. I'm a <laughs> slutty bride, duh." Yeah, it's very
4: boring, just like Kendall's personality. Normally, people say Kylie is like the Halloween queen. And I'm like, fuck you. She's not the Halloween queen. All she ever does is wear, which, by the way, I relate to in certain areas of my life. Like, yes, just go as a slutty something. I've done that a million times. Like, I highly recommend stand by going as a slutty something. But that's what Kylie does. I don't think that makes anyone a Halloween queen. A Halloween queen commits. A Halloween queen is Lizzo as Yoda with yes, full makeup. Yes, yes, yes,
3: yes, yes. I would say that's the
4: best. Halloween queen is Lizzo as Kim Kardashian at the Met Gala, and she found stairs that looked like the Met stairs to do the photo shoot. Like, that is a Halloween queen. But, like, just being, like, whatever Kylie has done in the past, being a Victoria's Secret angel, like, no, fuck that. No, no. I'm not into that. And I think that that is stupid.
3: (laughs) olivia rodrigo went as michelle pfeiffer and scarface which i think is a great deep cut now the best one is that steve buscemi went as his character from 30 rock where he said uh which turned into a meme of him holding a skateboard and saying how are you doing fellow teens no it's like fellow kids i think okay well i still think that like again it's meta (laughs) it's too deep but, I'm sitting here waiting for Carolina to make a slight mistake so I can just call it out. That's what I do. Who else did? Oh, my God. Paris Hilton went as Cinderella and again, just dressed up for prom. But There's I respect that up for her. Prom.
4: That's her. That's her personality. Like, just do you. Like, that's fine. I'm saying if Kylie wanted to just be like I'm be- being slutty for Halloween, that's what I do. That's fine. All I take issue with is saying that you're the Halloween queen. Like, I think Paris should right. wear a slutty Cinderella. That makes sense. But then just don't say you're the Halloween queen. Like that's it. BB Rexa went as Anna Nicole Smith in a wedding dress.
3: That was good. Yep, that was really good. Taylor Swift went as a squirrel, which is very her no. brand. Like, oops, I'm cute. Oops, I'm adorable. But I'm like, I don't care about being hot. Taylor Swift just likes to wear onesies. I think it's like she's know old- because it's like it's Ariana Grande does the same thing. Katy Perry does the same thing. It's like I'm not a hot girl. Like I'm cute. It's whatever. It reminds me of like how sometimes girls with really hot bodies will wear like sweatpants to a party because yes. they're like, whatever, I'm just hot. And like like Ariana Grande will go to a club literally in sweatpants and like slippers because she's like, I'm just like really tiny and hot. And like, no matter what I wear, you will get that. It, I know. It's like an, a fuck you to us. Like it is the girls who are like trying it out in a short skirt and fishnets, even though sometimes it doesn't fit me, but I'll just make it work or try to. I or actually, not make it work. <laughs> I had a
4: flashback. I was with a friend from high school recently and she mentioned like this type of dance we had at my school and I had a flashback of these girls showing up at the dance. They were both in sweatpants, like the rolled, they were the school sweatpants, but they were like rolled over. So they were really low riding and then they were wearing like cropped t-shirts that were way too small for them. So their mistress were out and they were like holding hands and laughing and like all the guys were staring at them. And I was like, they are And they were both new in school and I was like, cool, I've already put a fucking year in and I know I'm not getting a single look. I know I'm not getting a single like grind. No one's going to try to grind. I've been here before. No one's going to come for it. But you fuckers just got here with your rolled over sweatpants and some guy's going to be latching onto those hips in five seconds. So must be nice. And then one of them ended up dating the same guy from high school for like 10 years. And so that was kind of a moment of like, okay, I actually am happy that I wasn't popular because
3: I like would have ended up with this same fucking loser for 10 years. So many people from my high school are literally married, still together, married. A couple that they were together in eighth grade. They were yep. each other's first boyfriend, girlfriend. And they, and they split up and then they just got back together late 20s and now are married. And it happened again with a, I had this crazy crush on a guy in high school, like in love. My, I was obsessed with this kid and I found out recently that he is like in a relationship, probably going to get married to one of my closer friends in high school. And they're like buying a condo together in Hawaii. And I was just like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, I'm, I'm mad on principle. I don't want to marry him, but I'm like, so you're getting together with someone else from high school, but not me. Is that what you said at their engagement party? Just rolled up? I'm planning to. No, no, it's especially painful is I immediately followed her. We haven't spoken in a while, but I immediately followed her after finding this out to be like, I need to get more intel on yes, this. Yes, makes sense. She requested the follow. She allowed it, but did not follow back. <gasps> which is passive aggressive. It's such a strong move. It's, it's I'll allow it. But to get back to our initial point. Yes, what was the costume, point costume. Costumes when you're in like... <laughs> Where were <Wait>, we? <laughs> we were talking about costumes. We were talking literally about Taylor Swift's squirrel costume. That's oh, what yeah, got us here like, oh, a- in hot, this moment. So to try, yeah, that makes sense. What I found to be one of the hotter costumes is Harry Styles dressed up like Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz. Yeah, he just looks adorable. I love him in drag. I think it's so hot. It's so authentic. I really don't think he's like putting on a show. He just seems really comfortable in it. And anyone who's as comfortable, anyone who's so comfortable with their masculinity that they can play with it makes them so hot to me. I know. I have to say I
4: wasn't like ever a Harry Styles stan. I just didn't think about him that much to be frank. So I was invited to his concert with Beth Jacobs, friend of the pod. And I oh, I actually said, like, just so you know, I'm not a Harry stan if you want to invite someone else. And she's like, no, obviously your pleasure of your company is so good. I would go anywhere with you. That's not that, actually that what sounds she said, like but that's what she meant. And so we went and I immediately it was like, oh, I get it. Like, he's so he has such a charisma. He just comes on stage the way he dances. He has so much energy He's just very like he has a pull and he's very attractive. It, it it does take your breath away. We did also spend most of the evening looking around for Olivia Wilde because we've all seen the TikToks of <laughs> Olivia Wilde dancing on the sidelines at his concerts. We didn't see her. I did point to probably five to ten different people saying like, that's her, that's her, that's her. <laughs> and then we were like, no, that's like a security guard. OK, never mind. So. That's my thoughts on him. He did look great. I loved how the whole band like dressed up together also. And he did call it Harry Ween, which I'm too and I'm too immature to take that seriously, but I
3: understand other people probably can. <laughs> <laughs> it got Devin a case of a giggles. I don't even listen to his music. I'm I'm so fucking old at this point. I'm just like I can't get behind a lot of pop music in general. Oh. Really? I mean, I miss it. I mean, I miss it. Like I can't get by pop music because I don't listen to it. I really don't. I mean,
4: Carolina, what do you listen to? That's what we need to know. Because again, Beth Jacobs did once on the podcast say that you listen to Joni Mitchell, but I can't tell if that's more of like a personality evaluation or if that's like something you actually do.
3: I'll tell you, I once had a boyfriend who said that he didn't need a dad to show him folk rock because he had me. I really like Joni Mitchell. I really like James Taylor. I really like the Eagles. I really like Steely Dan. I really like the band. I, it is not me trying to be cool. It literally is comfort music to me. Um, and then I also like rap. I, I, but I'm this is what I'll say, about. I'm not like, I don't go deep into music. I hear one song I like and I... I add it. I don't usually take in albums. There's a few singers. Amy Mann, listen to me, people. If you are going through a breakup or if you are going through a hard time, you need to listen to Amy Mann's music. Talking nothing is good enough. I'm talking amateur. I'm talking the moth. I'm talking that's just what you are. She gets down to the nitty gritty The irony being is that she's been married for 30 years and I actually saw her and her husband once together and they were literally cuddling at a play. And I was like, wow, you're actually super in love. So um, she doesn't get it. So I don't know if she gets it, but I will say her music is some of the more cathartic breakup music of all time. We are going to take a quick commercial. I
4: was going to say something about that. Okay, go. You can't just go straight to commercial without waiting to see if I have a response to what you say. This isn't you control the narrative. We both have a voice in this narrative. Is everything okay? No. Okay, what I was going to say is that one time I went through a breakup, and I was, like, texting with someone that I, like, didn't know that well yet. And I was like, oh, yeah, I went through this breakup, whatever. And she's like, oh, yeah, you should try listening to Mazzy Star. And I, like, put it on. And I was like, okay, so this is the thing that maybe this person is missing. I need lyrics that will like directly describe my exact situation, like a Taylor Swift song being like "I you called at 6 p.m. And I went for a walk at seven. Yes. Like that's I literally need lyrics like that where I'm like, this is me. This is exactly what happened. Like, I wish I could go back to December. This is exactly me. I just need like really direct pop lyrics that are about my exact situation. And I need a beat and a hook. And that's all. And that's, that's all. what Taylor gives you. And Taylor gives me that. See you all the second weekend of November. Fucking red Taylor's virgin. <laughs> I'll see you fucking there. OK, so now we can yeah. go to commercial.
3: No, now I have something to say. I oh, so now that's how that works. Oh, so when I say go to now, it's that. OK, I see. I see. I see. It reminds me of uh, the last sort of weird romantic moment I had. I was talking to Beth Jacobs about it. And I was like, so this is sort of I just realized in that moment that me and this person are not meant to be. And she was like, oh, yeah, the moment the moment I knew you yep. mean the moment I knew by Taylor yep. Swift. Yeah. And I listened to it and it was so oh like, exactly. blatantly direct. You it was like, so was you didn't come to this party and yep. I was crying in the bathroom and all my friends were like, are you OK? And I realized that was the moment I knew.
4: I one time was like, oh, like <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, she sings dress. I only bought this dress to, so you could take it off. I bought a dress for my first date with this person. Like she is in my mind. She's in my mind. <laughs> I am Carly Kloss, as it turns out. I am Carly Kloss. That makes sense. That's why Jared Kushner was at Thanksgiving last year. That's why I could have stopped the Capitol riots and I didn't. That's why I've been living with this guilt for so long. That's why I need all this help. That's why my psychiatrist is so
3: expensive. It's all making sense. We're going to cut to commercial. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm not done, Carol. All right, now I'm done. Go ahead. We are going to cut to commercial and we'll be right back. Devin and I want to talk succession and the sexual intimacy that it breeds
0: And how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors.
1: You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on set antics, and more. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: Now, I'd like to introduce you to Meaningful Beauty, the famed skincare brand created by iconic supermodel Cindy Crawford. It's her secret to absolutely gorgeous skin. Meaningful Beauty makes powerful and effective skincare simple and it's loved by millions of women. It's formulated for all ages and all skin tones and types and it's designed to work as a complete skincare system, leaving your skin feeling soft, smooth, and nourished. I recommend starting with Cindy's full regimen, which contains all five of her best selling products, including the amazing Youth Activating Melon Serum. This next generation serum has the power of melon leaf stem cell technology. It's melon leaf stem cells encapsulated for freshness and released onto the skin to support a visible reduction in the appearance of wrinkles. With thousands of glowing five-star reviews, why not give it a try? Subscribe today and you can get the amazing Meaningful Beauty system for just $49.95. That includes our introductory five-piece system, free gifts, free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. All of that available at MeaningfulBeauty.com.
2: Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles,
3: you're a big Succession fan. The whole country has been overtaken by Succession. Took me a second, but I realized she was trying to do the theme song. That's the theme song. As if it was an Irish flute.
4: <laughs> by a flautist and a pianist. Um, I am a big Success fan, major Success fan. I have said many times since Success's uh, birth into our pop culture, zeitgeist, I have said that I think every single member of the cast on that show is attractive to me. There's not a single person who's not attractive to me on that show. Can't name wow. one. They I all can't name one. They all have energy that is attractive. Even Mondale. Mondale the dog with tummy issues this week? I
3: wouldn't say no. Cousin Greg um, can uh, get me anxious. I just don't like how insecure he is. I want to tell him to shut the fuck up sometimes. I hate when he's like, um, so I thought that, uh, but wait, wait, should I get my own lawyer? I'm like, Greg, pull it together. Yeah, he does. Like, I think that
4: his goofiness is appealing. I think Tess Hitsman, another friend of the pod, said He's the type where it's like, you're like, oh, wait, I actually think cousin Greg is cute. And you think you're like the only one like you're like, no, I'm the one who thinks cousin Greg's cute. Like I'm quirky. And then everybody else does. And you're like, oh, never mind. Like, I feel like he's lost his pull, but I still think that he has like a charm about him. But yeah, I think if I if I dated him, I would be like, shut up. Like why? Like this week, for example, spoiler alert, by the way, spoils will be had, but this week, like the watch thing, I was like, at this point, it's like, no, just say I'm not paying for this watch. Like, I don't understand your issue. And then he's like, this girl maybe pay for the watch. It's a little bit like, whoa, you need a little help. Why can't you just make a single decision?
3: Well, that brings us to Kendall, who Kendall's character has the opposite of big dick energy for me, like looking at him and looking at how like fucked up he is. I just know he's bad in bed. I'm not talking about the actor. I'm talking about Kendall Roy is not good in bed. I just know that for a fact. Not just because he shit the bed in season two. He shit the bed in season two, Devin. You want to have sex with someone like that? Have you not shit the bed? I've never shit the bed. Okay,
4: but like, that's not outside (laughs) the realm of possibility, right?
3: I only go pee-pee on the sheets. I never go poo-poo. Okay, well...
4: Let's not let's let's us 2 let's us to not act like we're above that kind of behavior. OK,
3: OK, I will say that the girl that um Kendall's dating now, the chic socialite is so well cast because she's actually this actress named Annabelle Dexter Jones, who is a socialite. Her siblings are literally Mark Ronson and Samantha Ronson. She's wearing such a cool necklace in Sunday night's episode. And I realized that it's her mom. Her mom designed that necklace. Like she just is a socialite and she is so cool looking. And I I wish I could be as effortless as her, even though she's dating um, a manic addict. I still, I wish I had the ease that she seems to have walking into rooms.
4: I think Kendall is attractive. I was much more attracted to him last season when he was in his darkest hour. I don't know what that says about me, But now he's back in this like incel vibe that he kind of had in season one where he's like listening to rap music and like putting on a show. And that's not really for me. I loved, loved, loved the scene where he gets to Rava's apartment, his ex-wife, and she's like, yeah, sure, you can use this. And he's like, so I'm like doing this big thing. And she's like, "Okay," And he's like, so I, you know, I did this press conference and she's like, yeah, sorry, I didn't watch it. like. And he like freaks the fuck out internally and is like putting on a bigger show because of that. I just related so much to that because of having dated insecure people in the past where it's like, but you said you were going to read my script or like you said you were going to like, but what did you think? And it's like, I could not be less attracted to that energy, but I just thought both actors played it so well. So this season I am less attracted, but I, in previous seasons, he has been maybe my number one.
3: Well, I think it's also watching him interrupt people over and over again makes me insane. And I realize that most writers don't put that in scripts. Like rarely do you see an, like someone talk over someone else and see exactly what that looks like. The irony is that I've spoken over Devin multiple times this episode, but you watching a man o- interrupt a woman over and over again, like kendall does to the pr girls who stop by at one point being like i need like some hot tweets and maybe we can get some of the bojack guys to write them it really makes them unattractive and i think that anyone who's obsessed with how they look in general it's hard to shake that anyone who's obsessed with public image it comes across and it's just not attractive no
4: What did you make of last season when he was dating that girl that he really liked the theater? I think she was in the theater world. Yeah. And then his dad didn't like
3: her, I guess. And he like had her shipped away from the party. So I thought of that as like general addict behavior where a he did not get to know the girl like they spent one night together. But he consumed her basically like she dropped out of a play because she was getting like swept away by this like billionaire kid. Yeah. And and then he sees her through her, his father's eyes. So this has happened to me before too in college and I was dating. I remember I just was like hooking up with this kid and I remember seeing him through my friend's eyes and suddenly I wasn't attracted to him anymore. Instead of, as my therapist said, my therapist was like, when people aren't attracted to the guy I am attracted to, I love it because it means like I have a better chance with him. And... You really care what people think about you, though. However, your partner is coming across, you take that as a reflection of yourself. And so you can see, what is it? It was such a good detail. Logan was talking to her. It was at Logan's birthday party. He's talking to Kendall's date, and Kendall's date kept on being like, This party is awesome. And it was just so nice to meet you. And it was like, This, like, it's so awesome. And he gives Kendall the side eye. And that's when Kendall does one of the coldest moves, literally. And metaphorically, I've ever seen where he says, it's cold up here. Do you want me to get your jacket when him and his date are alone on a roof? And she's like, yeah. And then goes to a guy and says, get her out of here. Right.
4: And he was like, you said awesome a lot. Like, imagine yeah. meeting meeting God. someone's parent and they like then criticize the way you acted immediately afterwards. Like that is Garbage. actual hell, hell, hell behavior.
3: But I read a great Twitter thread that I sent to Devin recently, and it was basically about how everyone is obsessed with Jerry and Roman's relationship. So Roman being Kieran Culkin, super, super, super fucking hot. I can't get over him. Um, and Jerry being, uh, the much older lawyer for Logan Roy. And they have this sexual relationship, Roman's sexuality and like lack thereof gets analyzed a lot between the lines because he wasn't having sex with his fiance, wife, girlfriend situation. But then he starts having a weird masturbatory relationship with Jerry, where basically she'll talk to him about him about how embarrassing he is to his family between a door and he'll like jack off and come. And this Twitter thread I sent to Devin was all about how they actually have one of the more healthy relationships on the show. Kendall is a total addict and, and kind of destroys people like he destroyed that theater person's life. Um, Shiv, who we'll discuss, is in a relationship with Tom, and she kind of emasculates and gets a ride off of much like how her father operates. Connor is in his relationship with his escort, who is now very quickly becoming a part of the family. And as the, the thread said, it's kind of a normal relationship for super rich men to be in a transactional relationship, whether it's an escort, whether it's just a woman. They pay for it, but... The weird part of this is that he does not believe that he seems to not realize the fact that this is an escort relationship. He is acting as though it's authentic, which is the weird part. But also it helps you see that every relationship, everything is transactional to people who are driven by greed. So he doesn't yeah. think anything of it.
4: Well, also, that is kind of how Logan's relationship is with Marsha. I mean, I think they're, they are in like they there's real love there but she also as we saw in a recent episode like she's making a deal she's like yeah i'll come back and be by your side because you need me but you need to do this stuff for me because you violated my honor basically i think roman is really interesting in i forget if it was season one or season two where he finally did try to have sex with his fiancee and he wanted her to like pretend she was dead. And he said like, it has to be fucked up. Like basically like the sex has to be fucked up somehow. And she didn't feel comfortable with that. And so I think that that's really fascinating. Cause it's like on the one hand, I want to think, okay, if he's only comfortable being dominated and humiliated, that's usually kind of a cut and dry fetish. But then there's this other layer where it's like, he kind of wanted to have some other type of, fetishistic behavior in his sex life. So I don't know. I think it maybe he just needs something that like makes him feel shame to be turned on. And I think it's really interesting because of how Logan runs the family with shame. He shames all of them and he makes them all feel so small. And that's kind of how he communicates. And their mother, who we met last season, clearly just doesn't really care about them. So it's like the one person who was supposed to care about them didn't. And then they were left with this other person who not only didn't care about them, but treated them constantly with shame and manipulation and was a narcissist and just wants them to act in the way that he needs them to. So I think that's really interesting. I also love Connor and his I forget his girlfriend's name. I love their relationship. I think that it's a really effective partnership. I think she's getting what she needs. He's getting what he needs. Um, I feel bad for him. And it made
3: me really know, me too. sad last
4: <laughs> episode when Kendall was like,
3: nobody wants you. Nobody wants you. Nobody wants you. And Roman was like, he's heard that enough in his life. Like, Oh my, oh God, my God, it was so brutal. I mean, again, this is the genius of the show is they're all disgusting. These are all disgusting people. Tom is disgusting. And yet I feel bad for Tom whenever he's in a scene alone with his wife, Shiv. He breaks, my, she, heart. He he breaks, breaks my heart. He breaks my heart. I mean, when they get married and the night of their wedding, he tells her, she's talking about her family and he says, let's just leave. Yeah, And it's when she realizes that their relationship is not transactional to him. and. When he says that, she immediately gets tears in her eyes and says, um, I don't know if I believe in monogamy. <laughs> Which is like, I thought one of the funniest moments when he's like, I um, I wish I had known that before yeah. we got married. But then she says, I love you. They have this like embrace and it's the most genuine embrace they have where she's like, I love you so much. I know. And it's, the, it, it, it's him disconnecting her from her family when he says, we can just leave. I know. And he gets emotional giving her a toast and she gives him like the most cringy. Her wedding toast to him is so cringy. She's like, you're a pretty cool guy. And I like you a lot. I know. I love that actor so much. But also I, in the
4: wedding, it was like clearly he's like, he's signing over his life to this family. Like the whole thing about his parents paying for the wine. And it was like, then everyone just made fun of the wine. But they that was like their only thing that was part of the wedding. Everything else was about the Roy's. I also think it's fascinating. So like now this season, they left off last season with that heartbreaking conversation that everybody gifts and everybody reposts where he said, I don't know if the sadness I feel without you would be greater than the sadness I feel with you. Basically, like I'm, I'm alone in this relationship. And now they're thrown into this like intense conflict, but she did protect him at the end of last season. She was like, it can't be Tom. Like, don't make him the fall guy. But now they're thrown into the situation where it seems like they're basically being like, I love you. Right. And you love me, too. Right. To make sure they both have the ally ship on their side. Like, do we still have this arrangement?
3: And I don't know if it's going to last. Well, this last episode, he literally offers to go to prison. And I can't tell whether it's him testing their loyalty or whether he genuinely has drunk the Kool-Aid and means it. But he I both, think testing. I think testing. I hope so for his sake. But the way she reacts is, again, heartbreaking. And he has slight tears in her eyes when she's like, no, babe, no, 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 no. But it's kind of a genius move. Like, she is first and foremost in... I think she's the child most like her father. She is the smartest kid, obviously. And she's the first and foremost interested in power rather than love. I think Kendall is actually driven by love. I don't Think he's as interested in power as he is his father's approval, and, and I think totally. that's true for all of them. But I do believe Shiv wants is is her greed is as pure as Logan Roy's. I and agree. And speaking of which, there's one scene where we see Logan Roy be sexual. It's in last season, and he's watching TV with Holly Hunter's character, and he just says, "All right, shall we go upstairs?" And she's like, "Is that how it's happening?" <laughs> And then all the kids are like, wait, did dad like fuck last night? Yeah, I remember that. (laughs) But I want to touch on Connor and his girlfriend again, because what I think is so interesting about that is that it, to me, epitomizes how poisonous the world is. It's like how they had a family therapist come when they were all at Connor's house in New Mexico, and the family therapist almost died by diving into their pool. Right. And it's like, if you are swimming in this world, you will get poisoned. I mean, I think cousin Greg is a good test of that. But also Connor's girlfriend, who originally was an escort, seems kind of cool and bohemian when we first meet her. And she seems like she almost has an audience's point of view on the family. Like at one point, Kendall calls her, like drunkenly calls her an escort. And she's like, fuck you, and walks out of her room. Yeah. And then her hair begins to get lighter. And she gets a Broadway play out of her relationship with Connor and him funding it. And you start to see that she is, again, drinking the Kool-Aid. Getting corrupted. Getting corrupted. And, and it, you know, now we see her and she's fully Connor's, like, partner. Like, when Logan calls him, he Logan's on speakerphone and they're both listening. I think that that turn was really oh. signified when
4: they went to uh, Mo Lester's funeral. <laughs> and she rewrote Uh, Connor's speech for him because she was like oh no this is going to be bad for us like now it's like no no no, this is going to affect me like I am part of the game now and I really liked that turn
3: I noticed it when they were on the yacht and she they get the reviews for the play and he hands her an iPad to read the reviews and it's obviously bad and she like hurriedly reads them then yelps and throws the iPad off the boat yeah and you're like, "Oh, you're this kind of person now." Right.
4: I want true romance.
0: Hacks is back for season 3, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs and Jen Stadzki speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series.
2: Right rug flooring.
4: Okay, so most importantly, Mary fuck kill Jerry, Tom, mm. Logan. Oof! Oh, brother! I have to kill Logan. I hate him too much. Oh, that was too easy. I shouldn't have said Logan. I should have came up with someone better.
3: Oh wait, let me give you one. Okay, Mary fuck kill Kendall Shiv Roman. Mary Roman. Mm. I
4: definitely need to, for life, you gotta be with someone funny and say what you will about him. He has deeply ingrained issues with sexuality, but I kind of could get behind the fetishes, first of all. And second of all, I think that, like, if you're laughing, you're happy. No matter what, if you're if you're with one of the most uh damaging characters in our media's history, if you're laughing, you're laughing. Come, yeah, you're laughing you got good chemicals going on in your brain. Like nothing else matters. No, but I'm saying like I think that he could make me laugh and I think he is likely to leave. I think he's likely to separate from Ooh. the Fox News of it all. So, I would marry Roman. I would um if you don't have sex with Shiv, I want to, but I, that the problem is I don't want to kill Kendall. Like that's the thing. I definitely, <laughs> he's gone through too much. He's gone through too much. So I would, for the sake of morality, I would fuck Kendall and kill Shiv. Not because that's my preference, but because she deserves to die. Although I also feel like, of course she's a woman. Things are always harder when you're a woman, but at this point it's like her narcissism has been shown to be yeah. beyond just like, you know, just daddy issues so that's my order and now what about you
3: uh, it's hard fuck roman kill shiv marry kendall you're gonna save someone who's deep in cocaine addiction i uh, yeah i am devon oh, okay. i'm not a part of the war on drugs i don't i think actually a marriage to kendall would be horrific and i his ex-wife is, is the true victim of the show even though she has a $15 million penthouse in Manhattan. One of my favorite lines so far of the season is when Kendall's new girlfriend breaks out a bottle of champagne to celebrate his leaving the company and his ex-wife is like, no, that was a bottle of champagne my godfather gave me. You know what? It's fine. When, I know. Nice, when nice things are ruined, it's just a reminder that you don't take anything seriously and nothing good lasts. And <laughs> then she walks out of the room. Ah, that was really good. And Kendall looks at cousin Greg and he's like, Isn't it amazing? These amazing women in my life. Also loved,
4: loved, first of all, loved Z Way being in the show. Oh my God. Amazing. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, world. But also loved when the donuts came and they were like, No, dad didn't poison the donuts, right?
3: (laughs) (laughs) I liked when he said there's a 90% chance that he didn't. I mean, yeah.
4: It's so good. Also, those donuts looked really fucking good.
3: Did, I, you treat, did you treat, by the way? Did you have treats for Halloween? Treat trick day? or treats? I didn't. I didn't even dress up. I, I should have dressed up just for the pics, but I, I couldn't pay for the Uma Thurman and Kill Bill costume. Um, I, I couldn't justify the payment devin though you showed up in one of the most it was one of the first times i have to say that you didn't dress slutty for halloween in fact you dressed down
4: it's not one of the first times i've i've definitely i was fluffy the three-headed dog in high school how many girls oh, okay. can say that okay it's but it is one of few times that i have not dressed slutty and i i dress i was in a partner costume with tess sitsman front of the pod you can find the costume on instagram She was Alex Forrest from one of the greatest movies of our time, despite its slightly misogynistic messaging, fatal attraction. She was Alex Forrest, the Glenn Close character. I was the boiled bunny, the bunny that she boils. At one point I said, is it like offense? Like, is it like too graphic to post a picture of the actual boiled bunny? And Tess said, well, it's not a real bunny. And I said, well, yes, actually it is because for the movie, they did obtain a already dead bunny and boil it as opposed to using a stuffed bunny, which I think was a good artistic choice. But um The Godfather did that too with the, the horse's head. That is like disgusting, but honestly- It was really it disturbing to me. So that was what I was. I had many treats. I had my favorite- I had many treats. I had my favorite crunchy bar from the bodega. I also bought crispy m ms I also had a- Pastry shaped like a teddy bear with chocolate mm. icing. And I also had donuts from a restaurant. Ricotta donuts. From Logan Roy.
3: And there's a 90% chance that they were not poisonous. To circle back to Roman and Jerry, which is the hottest couple on the show, given that anyone who's free with their kink, is it's a relief. When someone finds their kink match, it's a relief. And also one of the things on Twitter that this person pointed out was that it's actually a romantic relationship. It's the only one that's not purely transactional on the show. They are actually partners. There's a morning after when Roman gets yelled at by his dad in season one and his dad's like, how much is a gallon of milk? And Roman can't answer him. And the next morning after they have sort of a masturbatory fantasy together, Jerry says, I will mentor you. You need to find out how much a gallon of milk costs. They have a loving relationship. And when they're trying to decide who the new CEO of the company should be, Roman says it should be him, but he offers Jerry's name too. And he's the only person to do that. Tom doesn't even do that for Shiv. I don't know anyone who would do that for me. Do you? Mm, Neither of us should be the CEO of a (laughs) right-wing television company. I can't imagine Carolina going to Will saying, I really think it should be Devin. It should be Devin. He'd be like, for what? And I'd be like, to order lunch today. (laughs) That's that's what I would trust you with. Oh, I would be really good at that.
4: But only if someone wants to take a nap after lunch.
3: Oh, yes. Devin would be like, what's for lunch and what's for dessert after lunch? Short rib pierogies. All right. We're all getting short rib pierogies. That's what everyone wants. I don't know what to tell you. To wrap up, sex and power is a dangerous combo. That's why I have it tattooed on my lower back. Sex and power. Yep. Sex and power in my butt crack.
4: <laughs> Give it a gander. That's what it says actually in full.
3: <laughs> Give it a gander.
4: Um to wrap up, succession's good. And check it out. I'm interested to see if cousin Greg uh hooks up with the PR girl. I'm interested to see if Shiv and Tom make it. I pretty much know they're not going to. And I'm interested to see when. I feel like they're leading us on with Jerry and Roman. They're like, we know you want another sexual scene. So they're just making us want it, want it, want it more. Like they even joked about it last episode where Roman calls Jerry and she like yells at him and he's like, I don't have time to jerk off. And I'm just like, they're just making (laughs) us wait for it. They know we want it. Um,
3: There was a footage of them on the red carpet together for one of the rep premiere and Jerry walks behind him and he's like I can tell you're there because of your perfume
4: oh my god and I was like
3: so you're trying to get me off right now he's so cute Um, he's so cute I've liked him since Igby goes down he's been one of my crushes oh Tess said the same thing you guys were like you guys were like oh you guys like him now I liked him back
4: then I liked him when he was the kid who peed the bed in Home Alone just kidding I liked him that was another (laughs) token. I think
3: (laughs) As usual, we brought Peeing the Bed into the conversation. And, and on that note, I think we should sign off for today. All right. Bye. <laughs> love you, Devin. All right. I've had enough. Bye. All I ever wanted
2: was a little love. I want true. Love. Love me baby, don't leave me hanging, I want true romance. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com, that's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here.
0: And I'm Austin Hengwitz.
2: We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success.
1: From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business
0: Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. You've
2: probably heard a lot about electrified vehicles lately. Well, Toyota has electrified options for every lifestyle. We've got hybrids, no plug right, needed. Let's go.